Welcome everybody to the next episode of the Pioneer Podcast presented by Centura Health. And today we are joined by the head coach of our men's and women's swimming and diving program, Alicia Hicka-Franklin. And Alicia, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Alicia, let's start with uh, swimming's been such a big part of your life. Uh, how did you get involved in swimming and what has it meant to you? Well, swimming has been a part of my life really since the very beginning. Um, you know, I think I started swimming when I was three. Um, but the main thing for me, the big impactful moment for me came when I was able to watch my cousin, Blair Hicken, qualify for the Canadian Olympic team in 1984 in swimming. Um, I was nine. And I get to watch from the stands with my family as he qualified for the Canadian Olympic team. Um, and that was just impactful for me. From then on, I was just, I loved the sport. I went to every practice. Um, I woke up my parents for morning practice. Uh, I don't know, I was hooked. That feeling of just achievement and everybody cheering for, for you and um, how happy he was uh, just fit me. <laughs> Alicia, you were a very good swimmer at Minnesota, University of Minnesota, also a very good uh, student there. Uh, but what did swimming as a youth and through college and, and through your career as an athlete, what has swimming taught you? The people I've been able to swim for. Um, I, you know, I, I've had the privilege of being able to swim for many different Canadian and American Olympic coaches. Um, and those people had huge impact on me on how to do things, you know, certainly technically within the sport, but also how you treat people, how you coach at a high level, um, how you stay motivated through it, setting goals, things like that. And then in my, my, my collegiate experience at the University of Minnesota, um, I was coached by two women um, in a separate women's program where in, in, a, in a separate women's athletic department. And for me, that had a very lasting impression. Um, I had never been coached by a woman before. Um, and I think for me, it just showed me what was possible. And um, it, you know, I think at that time at the University of Minnesota, they were very much geared toward opportunities for women and um, that you know, had an impact on me as well. So as far as lessons that I've learned, um, competitiveness, commitment, determination, um, hard work, I think you very much learn those things from the sport of swimming, um, but then also teamwork and um, coming together for a goal and, um, you know, working towards something more than just for yourself. And, and you just finished your first year as the head coach of our program. You spent many years here before, but tell us how the first year was for you. What, what kind of experience was it to be the head coach for the first time? I, really, I, I was just very proud to be able to lead this program. It means a lot to me. Um, so I had I had this feeling of pride the whole year, really, that that just kind of drove me through through the year. And, um, you know, I, I think that it also was a lot of work, but very much something that I was enjoying and working with people that I very much enjoy working with as well. So is it was um, a learning experience, um, but I feel like we're headed in the right direction. And we had a, another dominant performance at the Summit League uh, Championships and a great event there. And then unfortunately, like many programs, our, our season ended abruptly, uh, but we had many individuals kind of poised for that next level. Talk about those, those athletes and, and how we're gonna try to keep them engaged. 
So um, we had a group of people that was headed to um, a long course meet as well. And so that group of people was kind of our, our, our group that was, had showed a lot of interest toward their summer season. Um, so keeping them motivated, um, you know, and the group that was supposed to go to NCAA championships motivated. It's, you know, I think they're doing a nice job right now, honestly. And I, I think that our team very much feels like there's business that we didn't get to finish. Um, and so there's some focus that they bring to our conversations still um, around goals for next season and, and what might be possible. Uh, so I, I, I think there's definitely some determination there in terms of what we still have to prove. And um, that group of men that we had headed to NCAA championships, they really came together. And not just that group, but our whole men's team around the ideas and the goals that that group had at NCAA championships. And they were very clear about what those goals were. And you know, as a staff, as a team, we were very clear. And so I felt very confident because we had been talking about these goals all year. We had been performing to the level that we needed to. Um, and, you know, I think that there, there was a lot of confidence in that group and, and what they could do, um, where we were headed and how they were performing. So I, I, I fully believe we'll carry that into next year. And, um, you know, there's definitely a, a step back right now where we're just sort of um, getting prepared mentally, I think, and, and allowing our team to come together in other ways. But when we're back in the water, we'll, we'll, we'll be kind of back at it. You mentioned your experience at Minnesota and the opportunity to be coached by other women. Uh, you're actually right now very much in a leadership position in college sports where, where you are a woman coaching a men's team. Uh, and, and when I was, when we were searching for a coach, I simply wanted the best coach we would find. And you were that person and it, it didn't matter who you were coaching, but, but you have ended up in a very unique leadership position. Uh, how do you feel about that? Are you, are you proud of it? Are you excited about it, motivated, motivated by it? I, I'm very much proud of it. I think, you know, I don't know that 10 years ago, I would have felt like I would be here. I don't, you know, it's, and, it, and for me, it's not really about coaching men and women and being one of the only women doing that, but it, it is meaningful. Uh, and I don't know why <laughs> there are very many women doing it. That's the confusing part for me, but um, but I'm very grateful for this opportunity. I love coaching men. Um, I really enjoy coaching women too. So it's been great. And, and it is different. Um, obviously, there's generalizations there, but, you know, coaching men and coaching women are, 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 it's different. So, you know, I'm very proud and I'm proud of the university. You know, I think, I think that, um, I, I think it's a step forward as a, as a university as well. So. You spent many years here as uh, assistant coach, associate head coach, before you went back to your alma mater uh, to, to coach at Minnesota, and you decided to come back. Uh, what is it about Denver? What is it about Colorado, the University of Denver, that, that drew you back here? I talk about this a lot when I'm recruiting. Um, <laughs> right. I, I think it's important. Um, well, first and foremost, my husband, Brian, his family is from here. And... Uh, you know, his, his grandparents were born here. So um, there's a long Colorado family tradition. Uh, mm -hmm. And, you know, for me and my family, it was very nice to be able to come back to family. Um, but to come back to the University of Denver in Colorado, um, 
I just find, you know, for me, I've lived a number of different places. Um, Toronto is my home, but Denver has definitely become my home. Um, you know, so, you know, the natural beauty for sure. Um, the quality of life here is very high. Uh, you know, the sunshine and, and just everything I get to appreciate um, living here. But at the University of Denver, it's just an outstanding place. People, people work for each other within the athletic department, within the university. Um, people care about one another. People are willing to go above and beyond for each other. Um, it, it meant the world to me that I could walk out the pool doors and be speaking with our strength coach within two minutes. And um, those conversations that happen within our facility are irreplaceable. Like they, they don't happen at, at other places. And, and I, I think it creates this community where people feel very supported. And when, it, when you bring it back to the student athlete, the student athlete experience is outstanding for, you know, because of that, um, you know, in a, in a lot of ways. And I believe in it, you know, I really saw that student athletes felt taken care of and that people cared. And um, I think it's different than other places. When we were talking uh, before you decided to, to come back to Denver, uh, we had a lot of conversations about this idea of culture and positive culture and positive coaching, but also balancing that with this incredibly high expectation of excellence and success. So uh, what are your thoughts around that and, and how do you try to implement that in the program? I think from the very beginning, I, I took a step back and, and talked about the basics of what I expected. And, um, and those came from my vision for the program, um, which includes competitiveness, of course, but we almost had to take a step back from that a little bit and pull people into what the common goal was, um, you know, and what the expectations are in terms of um, culture. And um, not that we were in a bad place, but I think it, it needed a little tightening. And so I think I spent most of the fall talking about culture. Um, and, and really, I felt like, gosh, I got to talk about competitiveness a little more here. Um, but I don't think we were quite ready. And, um, but we're, we're there. And, and it still is going to be consistent, constant work. Um, but it's, it's a team that gets it. They got it really quickly. They want that also. They want good culture. They want strong culture. They already had it. Um, it was there. It just needed to be tightened. And so that's what we spend a lot of time doing and, and trusting each other more than anything. And then, and then just building the competitiveness. I mean, our practices are very competitive. Um, there's a definite, uh, you know, feeling in the air when we're on deck and, and practice is running. And so it's fun to be a part of that. And I'm a competitive person, so um, I'm always pushing in that way as well. Yeah. So during this time off, you know, what have you missed? What have you missed the most? What What are you? What can't you wait to get back doing again? Just running a practice, honestly, like just having those interactions, um, running a practice, watching swimming, watching technique, making improvements and corrections, the basic day to day. Um, is what I really miss. Um, and then just the process of what that means, you know, the process toward being great at what we do and um, being competitive and competing. But more, more than anything, 
um, the day-to-day -day interaction with the student athletes and um, the on-deck coaching. You, you said the word process, and, and I believe process is so important to what we do. So many times it's easy to talk about the championships, the trophies, the, the times, whatever that success is we're chasing. Uh, but if we ignore the process, uh, those things won't happen. And, and swimming to me seems to be a very process-oriented sport. Lots of training for very short times of performance and opportunity to, to have a championship. How does that process work in swimming and how do you stay focused and keep our athletes focused? It, it is a very process oriented sport, um, maybe a little too uh, process oriented, I think, just in the history of the sport. But, um, you know, the thing about swimming in specific that's different from swimming even is that, um, you know, we're supported by the water with buoyancy. So, um, we're not working against gravity. It allows people to do more work. Um, and so that's one thing that has led to, you know, swimming, swimmers training four hours a day in the pool and things like that. Um, you know, I think we just keep people focused within, we have so many different groups and different types of training that happens within our group of 64 people. And so it's keeping people focused on what works for them. And, and we, you know, we, we can't individualize everything, but we try very hard to make sure that everybody feels like they're where they need to be on that day in that practice. And that that practice has a benefit toward their main events and what they're competing for. Um, and those, those connections are all happening in individual meetings that we're having. So, um, you know, it, it all goes back to the goal setting and in the individual meetings and then the planning of how that's going to unfold in terms of the day-to-day -day training and then check-ins, you know, how are you feeling about how this is going? Do we need to change anything? And just communication. And, and that's really the main thing. Um, I think that the team would say their teammates keep them going. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of camaraderie and closeness on a swimming team and um, they're, they're, they're a very tight group and, and they're supportive for one another. Um, but this staff that I get to coach with here is a lot of fun. They're very in tune. Um, we communicate very well and they love the sport, um, swimming and diving. So um, that helps a lot. We have the advantage here of being uh, in the Mile High City. Uh, we're at altitude. Uh, how is altitude and training at altitude an advantage for your athletes and for the program? It's definitely an advantage uh, when we go to sea level and then that's why it's important for us to get to sea level throughout the season, even when we're not tapered because our athletes swim slower up here in training and racing. And so we need to get to sea level just to build confidence for them to check in on where they are. Um, but when we go to sea level, it's, I mean, they feel good. You know, they feel really good in the water. I think they spend a lot of time up here feeling not as good as they would if, if they were training at sea level. So it's just, there's definitely a stark difference between um, how they feel in the water and swimmers talk about that, that term a lot. But, um, but uh, you know, I think it allows us to, to be more um, determined on, on our goals. You know, swimming involves a lot of underwater kicking. That means you're not breathing and that is harder at altitude as well. So if we can be really good up, at a mile high in our training and our details, then we'll be very good when we go to sea level. And that's what we talk a lot about. 
Um, you mentioned earlier in the conversation vision for the program. What is your vision for the program moving forward? Yeah, I mean, for me, I want to build a program that is consistently performing and um, is based on um, hard work, uh, growth mindset, um, consistent comp competitive performance. Um, and then I think the last one I have in there is like just honesty. Um, so, you know, for me right now, we, ha we had some pillars that we built the season on um, last year that I, I set for the program. And we've been working with our captains this spring on talking about leadership and doing some training. And then we revisited those pillars to see if we needed to change anything. And um, I wanted their input because I want our captains to be able to go back and, and you know, talk to our team about those things and really feel like they own it. And it, it's important. Um, so we, we really, they didn't really want to change a lot. I think um, competitiveness piece was something they wanted to elevate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah, there we've got a great group and, and I'm so proud of how you came in just seamlessly this year and, and you had a lot of familiarity with the program, but it's it's not always easy for a new head coach to come in and establish kind of immediate credibility and gain trust and, and you certainly did that uh, in a short time. All right, before we, we wrap up, let's have a little bit of fun. So when you're not in the pool, when you're not coaching, when you're not traveling, what do you do for fun? Um, well, my husband and I both really like to cook. So okay. we cook a lot. So we're right now, especially, we've just been trying different recipes and we like a lot of different types of food. Um, we made some Indian food last week. So we do a lot nice. of cooking. Um, I like to run. Um, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I, I set a goal to run 200 kilometers this month and I just finished it this morning. So I was happy about that. I'm not a huge runner. Like I'm not a um, but that was something that I, you know, I was proud of. Um, I spend a lot of time with my kids. I have three kids. They're all under the age of 14 and, um, we have a lot of fun together. You know, we just try to have fun as a family and we like to camp and I like the garden and, you know, there's a lot of different things that we like to do as a family. So, um, I have a lot of other interests cause it, it keeps me well-rounded and allows me to come home from work and take my mind off, you know, what we do. Absolutely. That balanced life is, is so important and, and what a great place to do all those things in sunny. <laughs> uh, and I love it. Once an athlete, always an athlete, still setting goals, still training. That's great. Uh, Alicia, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today. And uh, we look forward to catching up again in the future and we can't wait for next season to begin. Thanks. Thanks, Carlton.